Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. This may be the craziest, most wild podcast episode I have done in a very long time. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host, Joshua Yanks, and today we are diving into things all just everything basketball, everything that has to relate to the NBA that is significant enough. We're not going to focus on preseason games because I can care less. It's a Tuesday. We're a week away from the regular season tipping off. My Phoenix Suns tipping off against the hated Dallas Mavericks. I'll get to that in a bit. Um, and it will pretty much over the next week, I'll be covering that. But yeah. We got a lot to talk about. We got some crazy stories, uh, stories coming up, topics coming up that are going to feature my opinion, and also something that's controversial around LeBron James and China. We have lineups being finalized. We have good news for the Wizards and so much more. Remember, guys. You can find us on social media. You can find Scorch here on social media everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It will be twitter.com slash courtsideheat. Instagram.com slash courtsideheat. And facebook.com slash courtsideheat. Um, if you are on Tumble, we're there as well. Rarely do we post there, but uh, continue to follow us there because when we do, it is always great content. We are also on YouTube. Our YouTube link will be in the uh, description down below. Whether you're listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that we're pretty much on. Wherever you're at, we are. It doesn't matter if you have Android, iPhone, or one of those Google Pixel phones. does not matter. Um, you, for YouTube, just put in Quartzite Heat. It's going to have to be spaced because for YouTube usernames, everything is spaced after each word. Don't know why it is just that. So it's court space, side space, heat, court to heat. Again, link will be in the description below with many of our other things. Um, I encourage watching the last podcast episode or last just... Um, video in general of the truth about NBA 2K23, my era, my NBA eras. That's a very good, less than 30 minute, um, comprehensible summary of what it is and what's good about it, what's bad about it, where we go from there and what else we can expect within it and all that different kind of stuff. I answer tons of questions. It's a very cool one. It'll be linked below. Remember, it's on Facebook. I'm sorry, it'll be on YouTube. But it'll be a link for all of our different social media pages. Speaking about uh, NBA 2K, I have a huge announcement. 
regarding our YouTube and NBA 2K, we will now be having, Courtney will now be having all these different series starting next week. I have not finalized a day yet. It will not be on podcasting day, on one of our podcasting days, but Courtney Heat, it's YouTube, Rumble, everywhere else, we promote like crazy. We'll be starring up NBA 2K23 series. You heard it here first. We'll be doing my career, uh, my NBA eras. We'll be doing franchise mode, all these different cool eras, all these cool different cool series and challenges and perspectives. As I've shared many throughout the, uh, the 2K communities, throughout social media like crazy, and I will do... Um, 15 minute videos, 30 minute videos, 45 minute videos, an hour long video. It will be crazy. I'm actually excited for that. More to come on that announcement, but I want to let you guys know on this beautiful Tuesday morning. That'll be next week, though, as everything is being finalized come this Thursday, Friday. And I have even bigger news that most likely Courtsy Heat will now be live streaming games for you guys. If you are a Phoenix Suns fan, then get prepared as um, Courtsy Heat will be live streaming Suns games October 19th when we take on the Dallas Mavericks. I will be live streaming from YouTube the game. We'll have a play-by-play breakdown. I'm going to try to set that up, see if I can make it work, and if I can't, it will be there. I will do test runs for preseason games um, a few days prior, depending if everything works out well. But I will try something like that. So be on the lookout for that again. Those are my announcements. I will be keeping you guys posted. Um, Friday, Saturday, I'll update you guys again. But yeah, I just want to let you guys know. want to keep you in the loop. So yeah, that's what we're doing on the courtside heat end of things. And with that being said, let's just jump straight into the breaking news around the league. I am shocked by some of these stories, these rumors. I am and reports, but I'm also not surprised. Some good, some bad, some in between, right? But I'm going to start off this first story because it is a very wild story. And there was always rumors and people always had speculation that this was happening one way or another. And it's this. Former NBA player Royce White. Um, I'm not too sure on who Royce Wright. I can't speak today. Who Royce Wright. Who Royce White is. But he is 31 years old. He had a brief tenure with NBA. He only played three uh, regular season games. Um, did not have a strong career. He was in the 2012 draft. Uh, he was in the first round pick 16. Yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not too sure who um, who he really was as a basketball player. My bad, but um, he only played like three games. 
I guess he admitted to not having a great chance to play in the NBA. Like when I guess when he was in college, I'm not too sure who Royce White was, but he was a talented basketball player on the college end. He was a first round pick, um, outside the lottery, right? But the story goes as this. This is the controversial story surrounding him and LeBron James. So former NBA player Royce White claims that LeBron James accepted $1 billion from Nike slash China to keep his mouth shut about consecration camps in China. He calls LeBron James himself for his stance on Hong Kong, saying that he took money. He accepted money from Nike not to speak bad about China and what they're doing to Muslims. Um, my first reaction was in shock that he would actually, if this is true. So allegedly, if this is true, this is what White is claiming. But let's say this is true and very accurate. That is crazy. This is crazy. It's shocking. But can you see it? Yes. Uh, Nike makes about $40 billion per year. And they have, all their products are made in China. Like they're housed in China, right? So it makes no... It, it really comes to no surprise that Nike is silent on China. What they're doing to people. And, and all the different things, right? They're not... Wait, I should not be surprised because... They're in China, they're making tons of money off of China, and getting cheap products, right? Uh, cost cheap products, right? And then they can sell it out and make tons of money, pretty much what they're doing per year. And LeBron James, one of the biggest athletes to be signed by Nike, also makes sense why he accepted $1 billion or why he was offered $1 billion from Nike slash China to stay silent. But here, before I speak anymore, let's have the former NBA player actually tell the full story so I'm not paraphrasing. Here are his exact words. Here's the like minute 18 second video. LeBron James was given a billion dollars by Nike, the establishment, the anti-human, neoliberal, Marxist, globalist establishment, which is also Church of LGBTQ. Two, he was given this billion dollars yeah. to keep his mouth shut about the single greatest humanitarian crisis of our generation. And that is the two million people being placed in the concentration camps in China for no other crime than being Muslim. Mm. Now, he won't speak on that. Why? Number one, it's an economic injustice that he's done to take that payoff to shut his mouth because really he should have asked Nike for $40 billion. Of course. He should have got at least $500 million a year, if not a billion dollars a year, because Nike makes $40 billion of revenue a year, and he represents at least 140th of their commercial value and influence. I, I agree. 100%. But he took the billion because when you're a radical materialist and you come from Akron, Ohio, like I come from Minneapolis, or you come from one of these other black communities, you measure your success based on what other black people have. And because other black people don't have a billion dollars, he feels that the billion dollars he got is an accomplishment that he can hold over y'all and say, look at me. For what we just heard, that's that's pretty significant. That's bombshell right there. And real quick, I want to point this out.
Jeff Solomar, who White is, he's currently running for Congress in Minnesota's 5th Congressional District as a Republican. So I also wanted to point that out, just a little more background on who he was, just so there was more clarity. Plus, I also wanted to throw that out, just so I wasn't getting the facts wrong on anything. But, it's it's pretty crazy when you think about that. And there is a lot of truth to what he was saying. There is a lot of truth, and he's the only... He's one of the two players to actually say something about China and then incorporating LeBron James, throwing him in. The first was Anne's Cantor Freedom, and now it's Royce Wright or Royce White. My apologies. I don't know why I keep botching his name. But so there's been extreme backlash for Freedom when he spoke out against China and, and then bringing in LeBron James and then just having that snowball effect on his basketball career. No one else wanted to pick him up. Royce White has nothing to fear when it comes to NBA and if teams will sign him because he's already done with his playing career and he's moved on into the playing, uh, political landscape, into that field. But if that if that's true, and, he, and LeBron James did, in a way, in, in essence, sell his soul to China to stay silent, on the consecration camps, uh, Hong Kong, Muslims, all that stuff, all that stuff, which is really sad, which is really sad, if that came to being that. Again, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked at the same time. Knowing what we know about Nike, knowing what we know about LeBron James and how big his platform is and how deep he is with Nike, I'm shocked and I'm not shocked. Does it bother me on some level that we have a report coming out or a claim at least coming out that LeBron James did in fact accept a billion dollars to uh, stay silent about China in their treatment against people, which is really bad. Like it's it's like horrifically bad. In no shape, form, shape, form, fashion should that type of treatment against people be accepted. Like, no sane human being would ever want that for anyone. But, yeah, that, that's just crazy. And, I, and I've, I didn't even know that came out. It, um, he talked about an eighth. It broke out on October 8th. Um, to be honest with y'all... I didn't see it up until Monday night when I was going through and seeing what I missed because I was covering other things like fantasy basketball, which articles will be releasing soon. I was looking at breaking news. I was watching football. I was all watching basketball. I was getting clips ready. I, I was doing different stuff. And that did not come across my desk. That did not come across my feed. Now, I'm happy this did come up because this is just such a bombshelling story. And if you want to learn more about it, just go to Outkick.com. They do detail that to give you the transcript, to give you the video. That's where ultimately I found more about Royce White and just more about the story. So go check them out too. But that shit's crazy. Like, again, shocked, but not shocked. Um... Um, yeah, like, this is not the first time 
LeBron James has been critical, or should I say silent, about Hong Kong when Darren Moore spoke out in support of Hong Kong against China. I, I think LeBron James, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to remember, called him uneducated and actually created backlash against Darren Moore for speaking out against what, what was happening to Hong Kong. So, this is not the first time that, in a way, LeBron James has stood up for China and remained silent for China. So it seems like LeBron has deep ties with China and with Nike, obviously with Nike. China may have deep ties with LeBron, and with as big as a platform he has, it's almost dangerous to consider what, what influence he could have if he spoke out against China. But since he's taken deals to not speak out about uh, the atrocities that are happening down China, it's kind of sad. To say the least, it's kind of sad. And I brought this up to you guys because I thought it was important to bring up. And I thought that this was breaking news around the league. And I get it sometimes we want to bring out, leave out like um, some of the political stuff, but... This is not political. This is just downright bad. What LeBron James. If this is true, and I'm not doubting what White is saying, but I also have to take it from different perspectives. And I have to look at the credibility because we just don't know. We we know to a certain extent. So it's not like I'm trying to take neutrality because I let me let me be honest. I believe White. I believe LeBron James has been silent about China. He he's proved it before, especially like what was like 2018, 2019, whatever, whatever year it was with Darren Moore. So 100% do I believe that LeBron James staying silent about uh, about China. I just wanted. I'm just trying to find credibility in the one billion dollars and how credible this actually is, because I just want to make sure if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm just speaking, uh, talking to circles, I don't know. All I'm trying to say is that I believe White, this is, that's just disgusting what LeBron James did, if in fact he did it for a billion dollars. But he's been staying silent in China anyway, so it's like nothing new besides a price. And LeBron James sold his soul for a billion dollars. And it's funny, every man has a price, and China pretty much offered LeBron James a billion dollars to sit, just sit still, and just not say anything, just sit there and be silent, which is kind of sad, which is really sad, but moving on, we do have other news that I want to get into, and that is now going to a whole different side, and that is involving the Portland Trail Blazers, but in a good way. Um, preseason's been going on. The Portland Trailblazers head coach, Chauncey Billups, confirmed that Josh Hart will be the team's starting small forward. Uh, Hart has started the free for Portland Fred the entire postseason. Or, for the postseason, uh, sorry, preseason. Hart is expected to join Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Simmons, Jeremy Grant, and Nerfick. In Portland's starting lineup this season, 
I'm actually pretty excited about that. Josh Hart is a pretty good basketball player. He played for the Lakers, played for the Pelicans, and I believe he can have a steady role in this new rebuilding Portland team. I truly do believe that. Dame time's there. You added Grant. You are strengthening with Hart. You are getting back a somewhat healthy Nerfic. Simons is there. Anthony Simons. He's coming back. He's going to be really good. I'm pretty confident in the uh, Blazers. I'm not expecting them to be like a deep playoff team. But a playing team? Why not? I was going to try to tank for Scoot Henderson or Victor Wambami. Wambami? Oh, I can't say his last name. But Victor. Now, not so great news. This is referring to the Charlotte Hornets. While the Blazers were confirming that Josh Hart was going to be in the starting lineup, we're now have to be concerned if you are a Charlotte Hornet fan if Lamel Ball is even playing. Well, Lamel Ball sprained his ankle during a preseason game. Uh, during the last preseason game, is now going to have a good test done on him today. Um, time of this recording, I have not heard of anything as of late of how the testings have been going or if he's been tested yet. But it's happening today, happening sometime today, just not going to hear during today's podcast episode. But I will let you guys know on social media. Again, that's Courtney uh, for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um. See, that's not good news. Like, um, so you have a metal ball, star player, our first for the Hornets, and now he has a sprained ankle, and now you're relying upon $30 million of injured Gordon Hayward. You got Terry Rozier, Scary Terry. I just don't mind him. And you got other guys like that, but you got nothing exciting. You put sprained ankles... Even though they're not severe, still take one to two weeks, he could miss opening week. Or, I'm sorry, opening game. Sprained ankle time. I'm looking to see. Yeah. It may take anywhere from two weeks to heal a minor sprain, from anywhere from six to 12 weeks to heal a severe sprain. So, if it takes two weeks, he's missing a few games. That is not what the Hornets want, obviously. This is not what they need right now. They're 0-4 in the postseason anyways. doesn't even matter. But it's not good when you consider not having Lamelo Ball because he's that playmaker. Here's your point guard. And now you have to go in with Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington, uh, James Booknight, and Gordon... Hayward and Terry Rozier all by yourself in that. They have an okay team. Right? Um, Landry Ball is a bomb. Book Knight's good. Washington's good. Plumlee's somewhat good. Hayward, eh, injuries. And Rozier. Look, um, is that going to carry you all the way through? No, we got high scores and got high playmakers. You got guys that thrive in their uh, specialized areas. So, could they survive? Yes. Will they if 
when Mo Ball's out for two weeks, or let's just say open a game, maybe they take on the Spurs away Wednesday, October 19th at 5 p.m. Arizona time. You know, Spurs are a really bad basketball team, so you could beat them without a metal ball. Like, I would be mortified if somehow they lost to the Spurs without a metal ball. That tells me all I need to know about the roster. And Lamella Ball was not even happy about uh, this roster, especially after losing Miles Bridges. Good basketball player, horrible human being. And I'm happy the Hornets didn't give him that offer, qualifying offer to get him back. Happy about that. So, not good news. Like, that is not good news. That's just going to make your life a living nightmare. So, have fun with that. I'm happy that my team doesn't have to deal with injuries like that. Oh, wait, we do. We're just better than you. I just... Yeah, that's just going to be tough. So, again, we went from Blazers confirming lineups to Hornets scrambling and trying to find a new lineup, hoping that there is no severity or major severity in the sprained ankle of Lamel Ball. Because... That ultimately will be bad. I, 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 There's no other way to look at that. It will be bad. Now, if you're the Washington Wizards, and I'm happy that I'm not, uh, Brad Beal exits health and safety protocols. He is actually day-to-day -day right now with a non-COVID illness. Uh, yes, those protocols are still active. Yes, the NBA has reformed those protocols, those policies. But, they're still here, and good news for the Wizards, it's not going to mess them over. That's good for them, because they had 10 days to get better before the start of their regular season for the opening game against the, I believe, Indiana Pacers. So, Brad Beal is back. He is day-to-day. -day. So, most likely, in my opinion, we are going to be seeing him. For opening night, I it would be ludicrous to think otherwise. Because Wizards have a decent roster, but Brad Beal does give them that push. They got Chris Porzingis, Kyle Kuma, Will Hachimori, Monte Morris, Danny Abaji, uh, Will Barn, Corey Kersberg, Kersberg, Dion Wright, Taj Gibson. But here's the thing. Uh, Corey Kersberg is hurt. He's currently dealing with an ankle. Uh, remember, five days ago, ESPN reported that Corey Kersberg would be out four to six weeks with sprained left ankle. That's not good. And he's your small forward. Hmm. So injuries are already taking a toll on the Wizards, and races haven't begun yet. The good news, they're getting back to Bradley Beal, so there's some positive sides in that. There really is, like, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, like, there's nothing else I can elaborate on. That's the one thing I hate about the preseason, like, when you're going through the motions of sometimes just reading this stuff and watching the games, it's like, you're just ready for the regular season, and I get these injuries are important, I get it, but confirming lineups, you really 
can't talk about that much. Like, a player leaving protocol, can't really talk about that much because he has enough time. Because it's not affecting him in the regular season. He's going to be back for the start of the regular season. So it's like sometimes it's mind-numbing to go through these podcast episodes or to write content when it's preseason. Not a lot of excitement's happening. And I'm not trying to take the joy out of preseason, but I'm just not a big preseason guy, so it's hard for me to get in there. Now, if we were talking about fantasy basketball, it would be different. Good news is is that um, my fantasy basketball articles and content, all things good with NBA fantasy basketball, is coming out very soon, starting today, all the way up to the 19th. So you got solid eight days of content coming out. We will have podcast episodes surrounding that and just videos in general, again, on our YouTube channel, Rumble channel, and all that stuff. But yeah, so um, we divert, we kind of divert our attention, my, well, at least my attention, from the news to me complaining about, well, um, the preseason. But yeah, that's, that's fun. Um, so, uh, yeah. Don't worry. We are like eight days away. We are like so close. I'm going to be there. I'm being there for the Suns. Like, I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to be there for the Suns. And that's a promise. That's a guarantee. Like, everything else is irrelevant to me. If the world is on fire, I don't care. Um, I'm there for the Suns. Like, everything else is irrelevant. Like, I have no food, irrelevant. Water, irrelevant. Uh, anything else I do, irrelevant. I'm there for the Suns. You may think I'm a psychopath. I don't care. I am not. I just like basketball. I've been dying for the past months just trying to entertain myself and not dive boredom. Now, does that sound insane and drastic and extreme? Maybe. But then again, welcome to the show where I dramatize everything. Uh, now... Moving away from that, we do have one other piece of break news around the league that I do want to touch on because, funny enough, it does surround, it does concern the Phoenix Suns. So now the Atlanta Hawks are entering the sweepstakes to acquire Jay Crowder from the Phoenix Suns. Real quick, roll the clip of Shams or Shams Trania talking about this. Real quick, it's like 40 seconds, 30 seconds. Hit it. I'm Shams Charania here with breaking news presented by AT&T 5G. Sources tell me the Hawks have emerged as a suitor among interested teams in Suns forward Jay Crowder. The Hawks and Suns have had conversations in recent weeks and months, I'm told, as Atlanta has seen if there's a pathway to bring Crowder into a big three of Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and John Collins. Several teams have been engaged on a potential deal for Crowder who remains away from the Suns as both sides work on a resolution for his future. Yeah, I, I've been telling you guys for weeks. I've been telling you guys that we were either going to get Brogdon, um, I'm sorry, not uh, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, or go into a trade with the Hawks and try to land John Collins. 
I told you it was either going to be the Jazz or it was going to be the Hawks. And now the Hawks are viewed as the favorite per reports. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Suns tried to land John Collins and his Jay Crowder trade. Again, I've been saying that for the longest of time. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks tried to retain um, the likes of John Collins because there may not be enough value there. And I can see that. They're like, I don't want to give up this guy here just to get a downgrade. It just, I don't know. I, I, I want to believe that we're going to get something good, but at this point, I'd rather get like a draft pick. I'd rather get something eh, just to get a guy off of here because I think it's that, I think it's about that time. But I've been telling you guys about the Hawks. I've been telling you guys about the Hawks. I told you the Hawks would be trying to trade with the Suns. I told you that the Suns are going to try to inquire about John Collins, see if they could just dump off Jay Crowder and his expiring contract to there. I, I, I honestly believe they're the front runner, and per reports that is the case, and per reports they're going to be able to get a trade done. Now, will all that be able to be said done? Yes. Now. I'm okay with this one. Uh, per uh, John Gambadora of Arizona Sports 98.7, he says that the best that the Suns could do is get Justin Holiday. Uh, he says Atlanta is highly unlikely to move Hunter or Bogdanovich, as it makes no sense for them to do that. I I pre I agree because there's really, in my opinion. For the Hawks, and the Hawks period, there's not that much value. There's value in Jay Crowder, but not enough to give up uh, Hunter or to give up uh, Bogdanovich. I still want Collins, but if we're going to get Collins, we have to put in a little more. I, I don't want to do that. But I will take the veteran, who's the 33-year-old Justin Holiday. We had his brother, Aaron Holiday, on last season before he left. And right now, he's averaging... Eight points over his career, three rebounds over his career, and one half assist over his career. But last season, he averaged four the Sacramento Kings in 25.6 minutes. And it was obviously traded from the Pacers to the Kings. So from the Pacers, 11 points for the Kings, 8.3 points. And of course, two rebounds per game and one assist per game. And shooting roughly. 35%, 36% from the field. So, I'm, I wouldn't be upset if we traded for Justin Holiday. Maybe we need some more veterans. I'm okay with that. I'm okay getting in our guard. It's not going to solve our problem that we have for rebounding and for physicality. I still hate to lose Jay Crowder. I can't say that enough. I told you guys that I never wanted to lose Jay Crowder. He's too valuable. Like, he'll... Do the gritty gutty stuff. He'll do the dirty work. He just will. He'll get on the ground like Dennis Rodman and just throw his body out there to get rebounds. That's just how he does things. And so to lose a key player, excuse me, like Jay Crowder is kind of unnerving. It's kind of frustrating because it's like it's kind of all been avoided. 
But when you tell a guy that he's not going to start in games, eh, you tell him that he's not going to make that much money, that you're not gonna, he's not going to be a starter. It's like, oh, years may not be right. Those are just more shots to the just shots to the heart. Like at some point, it's just like you gotta throw in a towel. And this is an expiring contract. He's played two seasons with the Suns. I respect what Jay Crowder's done. I respect his decision to want to move on. And also respect the Suns' decision for what they're doing and giving Cam Johnson the best opportunities to thrive in Monty Williams' system and in the starting lineup. And I can't wait to see him play. I really can't. Wish we could have seen him more of him last season, but the thigh injury, um, or quad injury, or whatever leg injury it was, um, it's kind of hard because he was out for like, what, 30, 35 games. He was out for a while. It's like three weeks, almost a month. But yeah, um, Hawks to me are a go. I wish I had some trade. I, I wish I had some mock trades. If a deal doesn't get done by Friday, I'll compose some together on Thursday, share it to y'all on that day. Then on Friday, I'll talk about them on the podcast along with fantasy basketball. Why not? But yeah, I'm I'm excited for the Suns. I, I, I want stuff to go right for us. And it hurts that we're moving off of Jay. But this is inevitable. It is going to happen. So this is life at this point. Like you really cannot change life. He's got to go in. You have other drama featuring uh, Money Williams, DeAndre, and his organization. I don't think you have much to fear about that, but you never know. I'm not going to focus on that. I don't believe it's as big as the media and everyone else is making it out to be. I think that we're just filling the gaps with our paranoia and we're for our own speculation. I'm not going to go down that route, and I would highly advise against that for all y'all too. Now, that's it for breaking news around the league, but now here's drama. Here's speculation, and here's everything I have to say about this, because why not? So, topic of the day is this. My opinion, did Draymond Green do all of this for attention and his desire to play for the Lakers next season? If you guys do not remember what happened between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, let me refresh your memory. Uh, there was heated moments leading up to it. Words were exchanged. Uh, Jordan Poole, uh, well, Draymond Green got up into the face of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole shoved him. And what did Draymond do? Being the big bully he is and having to insert his toughness over everyone, he punched the guy in the face. <laughs> he punched Poole in the face. Because that makes sense. Oh, I got shoved after getting up in the grill of my teammate. Let me go punch him in the face. Oh. And surprisingly, it didn't hurt. Or at least he was able to continue. Like, uh, Draymond's gone, but Jordan Poole stayed and he was fine. And he continued practice. And it seemed like he was in good spirits. I don't know how, but he was. Now, uh, per TMZ, um, 
Draymond Green called Jordan Poole some unflattering words multiple times. An unflattering word multiple times before punching him. Damn. Yeah, TMZ says things escalated when Poole allegedly said, you know what it is, Draymond, seemingly bragging about a bragging over the contract extension, and Draymond got on Poole's face, allegedly saying, no, I don't know, what is it? Then he punched him. Now, Draymond Green says that he's watched the video of him launching a haymaker at Jordan Poole 15 times. Um, he gave an apology. Now, my biggest shock was TMZ only getting this for less than 10,000. And how did this get out? And also, I have questions. Like, when Steve Kerr saw Jordan Poole get rocked by Jamal Green, did he, like, have horror nightmare flashbacks of Michael Jordan coming over and just punching the taste out of his mouth? You know, y'all remember that? Where Jordan punched Steve Kerr? Was he not practicing hard enough? Jordan didn't agree with something. <laughs> and Kurt died. Like, you probably had an out-of-body experience. Uh, like, that moment probably killed him. He's like, yeah, I need to be traded. Like, I'm not scared of the floor general of, my, of the team leader because he just broke my jaw, punched me. He probably would do it again to this day. Like, did he have horror flashbacks about that? Like, what possessed Draymond Green? Like, there's a lot of questions. And I believe these questions need to be answered. Now, I do not have the resources to tap into my crystal ball or try to see into, or, or even talk to any of these people. You know, more reasonable um, saying whatever the word I was trying to say, but when it come out of my brain, whatever. But the more reasonable thing would be just try to talk to them. Yeah, no, I kind of can't do that. I don't have that kind of, like, higher-up privilege. But, um, things happen. Like, I watched that video a lot, and I'm like, he really rocked them. Shocked his entire body, shocked Poole's entire body into the wall. He got back up. Teammates, teammates separated them. But yeah, um, there's gonna be likely no suspension. But this begs the question: Did Draymond Green do all of this for attention and his desire to play for the Lakers next season? I'm pretty sure the contract stuff. And him changing Zatu got on everyone's nerves, especially Draymond Green's. But you can't punch a dude over that. The guy's just egotistical. He has a big ego. Because he was getting paid big money. I'm just trying to pull up the contract of Draymond Green. Because he's also not very smart. So, going to be an unrestricted free agent next year, right? Yep, he's... No, I'm sorry. 
In 2024, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. But, he, but here's the thing. You know he's going to play for the Lakers. Like, he knows his contract's coming up to an end. So he's like, you know what? While we're here, let me just, just, like, I'm pretty sure he did do all this just go to the Lakers. Because if it's not going to be the, if it's not going to be the Warriors, then why might as well just go to the Lakers? Don't got to move in the same state. Boom, bada, bang. Um, you're gold. <laughs> you don't have to move, off, move much, and you're able to play on a decent team as well. I'm trying, yeah. Um, ESPN, like yesterday, it, like in terms of clarity, there's no reason to believe he's going to miss any time in the regular season. Stephen A. Smith said this, quote, Draymond Green is expecting this to be his last year in Golden State. Now, he want to be a Laker. He ain't gonna tell anybody that, but don't think I don't know. He'd prefer to be a Laker if he gotta leave Golden State. So, and, and quote, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Stephen A. Smith is correct about this. And this is his final season. I say he gotta run riled up. It's going to get blown out of proportion. It's not going to get suspended. Everything's going to be awkward, tense, and just very confrontational and very eh for this season. And it's going to get in the way. But then the words just going to part away. It's like, here you go. Here's the same guy that tried to beef with Kevin Durant. Like, I'm seeing a trend with Draymond Green. He's just one big bully and always wants to get in beef with his own teammates because... He, he just feels insecure or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He's going for right now. But he's messed up. If he's not kicking people in the crotch. Sorry, Steven. Uh, Steven Abs. I can still remember that. He's picking fights with his own teammates or former teammates. Like, what would this dude not do? Oh, and I guess he's going to complain on his podcast or whatever. Because for, like, you people that actually listen to him. Uh, this guy's just a headache. I'd rather deal with Kevin Porter Jr. than I would Draymond Green. I'm being honest. I really am. Don't worry. We got James Wiseman. Like, I don't care about Green. We got Wiseman. So we're good on that. Now, should I scare one? Yes. But in the end, I really do believe that Draymond Green was doing this for attention. He felt insecure. His emotions are running high. He gave out some apology that had to happen. Bob Myers came. Kerr came. They all came. Warriors. Uh, I think Curry even talked about it. Steph Curry talked about it. Um, I just broke the internet. Draymond Green causing drama once again. Uh, what's new? But I really do believe he's trying to force his way out to the Lakers. If he's because the Warriors were kind of in, kind of in between on giving him the contract extension that he wanted, the money in the years that he wanted. So he may go to the Lakers, give the money that he wants, get in, get out, retire a Laker, or come back on a one-day contract with the Warriors. I don't know. 
But imagine if you you don't have Hassan, you don't have Hassan, you don't have Hassan, I don't know how to say his name. You don't Hassan was playing on the Warriors. You remember when you Udonis took care when Jimmy Butler was trying to get in a fight with Eric Spolstra or whatever? Udonis was right there. I'm thinking to myself, Green would have not done anything. Like, Green would have been begging on his hands and knees. Just trying to get out of there as fast as he could. Like, he wouldn't have done anything if Udonis Haslam was there. Like, Udonis would like, would have been like, you have a problem? We have a problem here. Green would have been crying on his hands. Like, no, 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 no. He would have been kissing up Udonis. Like, no, we don't have a problem here. We're all good. Like, he would have been begging for forgiveness or whatever. Like, imagine if we had enforced like that. Sorry, Andre Godala, but you're not that. Udonis is, and he's like in his 40s. He's like 40 years old, and he's huge. Jimmy Bower didn't want to pick a fight. Yeah, that locker room's listening. Yeah, you have the leaders, like the public leaders. You got those private enforcers to act as a private enforcer leader. Oh, buddy. Yeah, you don't mess with those guys. They will knock you out. That's a guarantee. Draymond would not be running his mouth anymore. And he couldn't do it anymore after Udonis was done with him. But still, uh -huh, yeah. So he did this for attention. His emotions were on high. He's being a big crybaby. He didn't like what Jordan Poole was saying. I'm not a big Draymond Green guy. I find him to be a bully and a jerk. And really not that good of a basketball player. But it helps when you have a team to carry you. Like, is he good in certain games? Yes. I'm not going to say he's a horrible basketball player. He's a decently good basketball player. He's not, the, he's not the best of what he used to be. He has just pretty much slowed down. Right, but I'm not going to take everything away from him because that would just be really unfair. But I do believe he's going to force his way out if he doesn't get the money that he wants. I do believe during the final years, like this is the end days of their relationship between him and Gold State. I truly do believe that. And I also believe that the Lakers are going to be prime. They're going to offer them money like, hey, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, over here, over here, over here. Just do it. Oh, the best savage moment would be if the Clippers came in and he just took green from the Lakers. Oh, I would just love to see the best team in L.A. take out the worst team in L.A. again. And that would be the Clippers taking out the Lakers for all you choke show fans out there. Bunch of losers. You got Anthony Davis already hurt. He's already in midseason form. LeBron's probably going to request a trade. Don't worry. You got a guy being paid a billion dollars for silence. For silence on consecration camps in China. And then you got Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook on the same team. They're going to kill each other. They're going to have their own brawls. They're going to go all Draymond Green and Jerome Poole. But this time it's going to be Draymond Green versus Draymond Green. It's actually going to be two men fighting. Instead of like some bully little pretender dude. And Jerome Poole getting rocked out of nowhere because he's just trying to practice and make money. Like we are now going to have all of California explode. Like, I'm not kidding you. The Clippers are going to go at it. The Warriors are going to go at it. The Lakers. 
Like, the Lakers are going to self-destruct. I don't know why they have Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook on the same team. Like, that just never, like, they have legit beef. Like, oh, no, they're hands. Like, oh, no, if we, if we could play them at the same time, that'd be great. And they still got Anthony Davis, that bum. <laughs> Injured. Stupid. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of hatred for California. I have a lot of hatred for California's teams. But I'm not bitter that the Rams also beat out my Cardinals every single time. But now, now we're good. But I still got the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the NBA, e even though we lost in the second round to a Dallas Mavericks team. I just wanted to rip my eyes out having to watch that blown a 2 lead. Oh. Anyways. Yeah, um, Draymond Green. Probably gonna be done with the Warriors. End days. End of relationship. Bye bye. Divorce is coming. Bad marriage. Marriage went well. Marriage is now going bad. Divorce coming. Lakers is the second wife. Heck. That sounds just so wrong. But yet so right for one of. I don't know. I'm trying to bring up different examples, different illustrations. But yeah, those are my feelings on it. That's why I think it's going on. So yeah, tell me what you guys are thinking about. Tell me how you guys are reacting to it. Is everything being blown out of proportion? Do you think the the Lakers actually have a shot against Draymond? Do you believe Draymond's time with the Warriors come to an end? Do you believe Jordan Poole is in the wrong? Like, what do you guys think in here? Let me know as I'm eager to hear what you guys have to say. Until then, I will see you guys next podcast episode. And yeah, remember to check us out on social media everywhere. And also the YouTube channel, Rumble channel, but mainly the YouTube channel. Remember, YouTube is courtside heat, all space because YouTube is weird like that. But got to play by the rules. Until then, guys, I will see you next podcast episode. Until then, have a great next few days. I'll be doubling up on social media. Fan bas fantasy basketball is coming up. Until then, peace out, guys. I'm heading out. See ya.